0: Welcome to the Boss Life with Bonds podcast. I'm your host, Coach Bonnie, and I'm here to help you level up your mindset, your lifestyle, your career or business all the way up. That starts with your mind and your willingness to embody the most evolved and most expansive version of yourself. Each episode, I'll be diving into the topics you've been avoiding or that you didn't even know needed to be addressed. The topics that have created belief systems that have kept you stuck and that no longer serve you. I'm here to call you out on your BS so you can create a new mindset, a new vision, and ultimately a new life where you are the boss. Let's dive in. What is up and (laughs) welcome back to another episode of The Boss Life with Bonds. I'm your host, Coach Bonds. And today I'm talking about this fear of being seen and how it is the very thing that is killing your dreams and how facing the worst part of me is what brought out the best part of me. And that's kind of a the theme that we have going on right now um, in the business. As we go into this fall season, I thought it was super appropriate to start talking about shadow work because shadow work can be very scary for some people. I'm not gonna lie. In the beginning, I was extremely excited to do shadow work and the deeper I got within myself, my fears, the, the parts of myself that I wouldn't claim, that I pretended weren't there, that I repressed, it got painful. And it got dark, but oh my gosh, the beauty that came out of it. And I want to be able to share that with you guys. So I'll give you more details about our upcoming shadow work free masterclass, as well as our four month, not four month, four week coaching container that is starting immediately afterwards. But for now, let's get into the topic of how uh, being afraid of being seen is the very thing that is killing your dream. So I go to Toastmasters, and I'm still dressed up as a Toastmaster, right? And I'm the president of my local club right now, and it's so it, it stinks because I actually. I don't get to speak as much. Like I run, I, I you know, I, I introduce the meeting and I close the meeting. But other than that, I don't get to give speeches. I don't get to give evaluations and I really miss speaking. But one thing I don't miss is the table topics portion of the meeting, which coincidentally is the part that I need to work on the most. Table topics is where we give one of the, you know, it's a it's assigned role and the person comes with basically a bunch of topics and you don't know who's going to get what. And you just got to, got to answer the questions on the seat of your tail. I don't know why I don't know phrases. But you you just answer it off the top of your head. You have one minute, you gotta try to use the word of the day. It's so nerve-wracking, but it helps you think on your toes. And so I have a friend in there who is an amazing speaker. She's a skilled psychologist. I think she's a psychologist or therapist. She's amazing, hates table topics. She literally used to always hop on the phone and pretend something was going on so that she wouldn't get called on table topics. Yes, Stephanie, phrases have been really hard for me lately. And so uh, it's just, it's hilarious because she was so afraid of table topics. And then once I told people, Hey, call on her because she doesn't like them. And each week I watched her go from like turning red in the face. She's a ginger as well. She's a Brit ginger. Oh my God. Yes, guys. She's like my everything. She's so proper and she talks and she's so elegant. And when she speaks, I'm like, girl, why are you afraid of table topics? You sound, you can say anything. This pink pen has taken me so many places in life and we're all just going to be enamored at her accent. So I think it's funny that she shy. Eyes away from the one thing that she just, she's actually really good at. So. That's one example of how people, like the thing that you fear is also usually the thing that's in the way of you pursuing the thing that you want most. And I'm going to tell a little personal story before I get into some reasons why you're afraid of being seen and what you can do about it. So before I do, drop some fire emojis in the comments if you're ready to hear this message. If you get value at any point throughout the message, be sure to drop some fire emojis. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or iTunes, share this story story. Share this podcast to your story and let somebody know who needs to hear this message. Okay. So thank you, Caitlin. So this time last year, let's go back a little bit further. And about February or March of last year, I was really my, my online fitness business and online life coaching business. Cause at the time they were the same category and now I have them split. So it's a little more clearly defined. Uh, I do still do programs where I do both with people, but I just want to clarify. So, anyhow. I was I was struggling and in February of 2021, my, I remember exercising at the gym and I got a notification from Chase Bank to tell me that my business banking account was in the negatives. And I just remember taking my phone and throwing it on the ground, I was so embarrassed. I was like, dude, why am I such a failure? Like, but I didn't do the failure thing. I actually made a decision in that moment that I was no longer gonna have pity parties and or that I was not going to experience this ever again. And in that moment, I switched from pity party bonds to whatever it takes bonds. And I remember, I remember it like it was yesterday. And it's so funny that Caitlin's on here because she's one of the clients that has been with me since this day. And it was the first, a mentor that I was working with took me under his wing and gave me like the blueprint for creating 10 uh, 10 figure, five figure months, 10K months, the coveted 10K as an entrepreneur. Everybody wants to reach that mark. And so he gave me the blueprint of it. And he's like, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to stop doing this and blah, 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 blah. And I remember I was so afraid to launch my first online challenge. He's like, you need to do a four day challenge it wasn't my first online challenge it was my first one that a professional had taught me how to put together and that i was going all in with and i remember i went out to the beach that sunday before i had made the facebook group for my free four-day challenge i had done all the prep work and i was literally at a place where i was like it's all it's this or nothing like everything all my eggs are in this basket like i gotta get it i gotta get it like oh my gosh and and i remember being out there on the beach and i was in a two-piece and I had my beats on and I was just, I was watching the waves. And, and when you're in nature, it's a really great time to get connected with not only yourself and, and your spirit, your soul, your mind and silence, all the rah-rah, but it's also a really great time to connect with God and to connect, to, to ground yourself. So I'm out there and I'm just watching the waves and I'm just getting this download. And, and I had become a leader in this coaching container that I was in. They saw how I was posting consistently. They saw how I would go live on my own. And they I, I think this was this was the there we go. I'm getting ahead of myself. I was in a coaching container, and I remember looking at the waves in the ocean, and I remember thinking about this group of online coaches that I was in. There's about 500 of us at the time, and everybody wanted to be Brian Mark, the, the owner of the business, and everybody wanted to be Caleb. Caleb is the one that took me under his wing. Everybody wanted to be all of the head coaches in the community. How do you do it? How do you build your brand? How do you make people actually want to work with you? How do you do it? Everyone was just, like, just trying to, to get breakthrough, and I remember looking at the waves and watching people who were afraid to get in the water sitting there. Like, you know, they'd run up to the water and then they'd run away or they'd get in and they're like, ah, it's too cold. I don't want to do this. And then out in the distance, I could see people surfing. I could see people like just having a blast. And that's me. I don't know how to surf, but I know how to boogie board. And I love the water. And the water was freezing. And I remember I was one of those people at the edge, like getting in and then getting out. I was like, oh man, this is too cold. And I remember like my inner being, my, my, my highest self or my inner child, whoever it is, she goes you didn't come here just to sit here and play around in the shallow area. You came here to get in the water. So go get in the water, Bonnie. And I was like, you right? So I ran in that cold ass water and it felt so good. And then I remember like, okay, so now that I'm in the water, I'm actually gonna go grab my board because now I'm used to this cold water. So why not come do what I came to do? And I went and I was boogie boarding and I just had the best time ever. I because I was feeling so good, I, I put on my headphones and I just started jamming out. And, but I was like, you know, the little, the little soft jam where like you don't want people to see you. So you're just kind of like two-stepping. And then that same inner voice was like, yo... Who cares who's watching you? Like, why are you worried about these people? And I looked down at my body and I'm like, well, it's already, you know, awkward enough. I'm out here in a two piece. Like, if I have a model body and I don't, I've got these, you know, my stomach doesn't look like those ladies over there and blah, blah, blah. And then I caught myself. I was like, who fucking cares? Girl, go get in that water. Or not go get in that water. I'm like, you want to dance? Dance. Who cares who's watching you? And I was like, you're right. I grabbed my phone and with my beats on, put my favorite playlist on and just started dancing like in the middle of the beach by myself And because I had so much energy, I just started like dancing down the coastline, wherever my car was parked, I don't remember, but I had danced so far down the coastline, like nobody was watching and everyone was watching. And I remember not caring. I remember for the first time in my entire life, I didn't care if I was seen. And it was the best feeling ever. It was so liberating. I remember grabbing the phone and going live in that group of coaches that I was in. And I was like, guys, when you came to this group because you wanted to grow your business, you got you started your business because you wanted this to snap. But so many of you are like these people standing at the edge of the water. You're afraid to get in. You're afraid to dive. And all the while you're looking at these people boogie boarding. All the while you're looking at the head coaches in the community who are just popping off, who are showing up as their authentic selves on social media, who are growing their business, who are growing everything. And you know why? It's because they're not afraid of being seen. Did you come here to grow your business? Did you come here to hide? What did you come here to do? And I just popped off on this live and literally the next day they reached out to me and they're like, hey, Bonnie, uh, we actually want to invite you to be one of the, the head coach, not a head coach because that's getting paid, but one of the, the leaders here in, in, our, in our coaching community because we saw the way that you go live. We saw the way you do this, this and that. Will you, would, you, would you be willing to do that? Uh, you'd run a clubhouse room for us. You'd run a weekly live for us. You'd help support the other coaches in their online businesses. And I was like, fuck yes. That was like the dream. When I joined his coaching community, I got a, um, what are these called? Composition books. Do I still have it? It's probably not out here cause I buy a new one all the time. But as soon as I got it, I wrote across the top, the name of the head coaches in the community. And I said, future coach, Bonnie. I went into that community with the intention of becoming a leader and I did it. Why? Because I let go of my fear of being seen. And after that, like the rest is history. Just everything started popping off. Doors started opening up. People started seeing me as an effective communicator. People started seeing me as a leader like I once was back when I was in church and on my way to doing ministry full time. And it was because I let go of my fear of being seen. I was so worried about my body. I was so worried about being seen uh, for years. But when I went out there on that beach that day that I decided I didn't care who was watching, facing the worst part of me is what brought out the best part of me. And the same is true for you. And so I do wanna dive into why it is that we are so afraid of being seen. Now, if you've listened to me for a while, you know that I really like to get into psychology and give you guys a scientific explanation as well as a spiritual explanation. And we're going to do a little bit of both today. Uh, If you are new to the podcast or if you are new to my community, my business is called Mind and Body, not and body, but in body. And it represents the blending, the merging of the masculine and the feminine energy. Masculine energies are known for being extremely rational, extremely logical and structured, and there's nothing wrong with that. Feminine energy is known for being very fluid, very flowy, creative, spiritual, nurturing, caring, soft. And when we don't understand the value of both of those, we will treat one like one is worse than the other. And I think that they're both amazing. I love the fact that I can put on my makeup and be just as feminine and still get on here and drop F-bombs and call you out on your shit and, and, and be that authoritative figure that you need. And so I made a business that does that. So um, I'm going to give you both sides of the coin for why you may fear being seen. And I'm going to tell you what you can do. So number one, the, the psychological aspect of this is that we have human needs. We have about six of them. And I'm not talking about Maslow's hierarchy about belonging and safety and food and shelter. Like those are great, but that's like for physical um, survival. We're talking about needs of the spirit and needs of the personality. We're only going to focus on the first four though, which are the need for certainty. We need to know that stuff is going to be okay, right? We need to know that we're gonna be able to pay our bills, Uh, but we also have a need for uncertainty. We need to know there's gonna be some variety, some spunk, some fun, because if we don't, we will self-sabotage and create that variety and spunk, AKA drama, and it doesn't always work out to the best of our benefit. The third need is significance, knowing that you matter, knowing that you're important to somebody or or people. And then the last one is connection or love. We do need to be loved and we do need to feel some sort of community, that's why I have bent over, not bent over, backwards. I have made it my business to create a supportive and thriving client community because I understand the value of community. And all these past couple of weeks, I've just been hearing flooded with comments from clients who are saying, yo, like this is the community I didn't know I needed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So those are very four important needs of your personality and of your human spirit. And so one of the reasons why we fear uh, being seen is because We're afraid of rejection because we are afraid that we will not be liked. And that fear can fall into the fear of certainty. You may need to feel certain that you are liked. You may, or it could fall into the need of connection. You are so worried about losing that connection that it, rather than take the chance of severing ties, rather than take the chance of saying something that could turn someone off, you don't. And in the beginning of my business, I was so afraid to say certain things. My God, because I was fresh out of church, like maybe not fresh out of church, but the majority of my following was people who had seen me as this video very uh, well covered, you know. No cleavage ever showing. Um, no short shorts. Very modest uh, woman of God. Didn't cuss. Didn't go out and drink like a crazy person anymore. And so when I became a fitness coach and I had to embrace the idea of posting my before and after pictures and and being a coach, which is very authoritative at times. And often, if you know me, I'm going to drop the f bomb multiple times. I was afraid to do those things. I was afraid to show my true physical transformation because I didn't want to be judged. I didn't want, and none of them judge me. And if they do, I didn't find out. They all loved it. And a matter of fact, they looked up to me. And a matter of fact, a lot of them went on to pay me. But I was so afraid to show them this side of me that I, I, I kind of, I, I slowed my own business down. I slowed my own growth down in the beginning because I was so afraid of being seen. And another thing, I was afraid of being the tough girl that I know I can be. I was like, well, if I'm too tough, then the women won't want me and the women will want to go work and do stuff that isn't going to, you know, they're going to want to go do soft shit. Like they're just going to want to go, I don't know. I'm not going to say any sort of exercises because I don't want to offend, this isn't because I want to offend anyone, but because it's it's going to come out wrong. I don't, I love yoga and I love all of these things. I, I love barre. I think those are all great things, but Personally, I I love lifting weights and I love being able to compete in uh, obstacle courses. I love the idea of if somebody comes to try to snatch me in the car because sex trafficking is a thing, I wanna know that I at least have a fighting chance. That's sad and that's scary, but that's literally why I'm such a proponent of women lifting weights. Because even if we don't have a fighting chance, you at least feel better and a little more confident about yourself knowing that you can you know, pick up something heavier than five pounds. So anywho, I was so afraid to be my authentic self for years because of fear of being life. I was afraid that people would not want to work with me if I was too tough. I was afraid that people would not be able to connect with me if I didn't talk to them exactly how they feel. And what I found out and what I had to learn the hard way is that your vibe attracts your tribe. And because I was watering down who I was in the beginning, I kept attracting uh, women who were depressed because I was being very soft-spoken and very like, oh, I'll help you out through all of your life's problems. Oh, just be, Like, like there was no masculinity in my approach. It was all like, oh, you missed your workout again. I understand. Well, let's try again harder next week. Well, let's see what we can do. Instead of, really? This is the third week, sweetheart, that you said you don't have the energy to work out. What are you eating? Oh, you're eating a whole fucking pizza for lunch? No wonder your ass doesn't wanna go work out afterwards. You don't have any energy, right? I was so afraid to talk to people like that because I thought that it would turn them off. But what I learned is that they like it, <laughs> I liked it. Part of the reason why I loved being in Brian Mark's community is because when he would get on his lives and he'd be like, online coach, you wanna make money and yet your ass is sitting around ap- afraid to post on social media? Then you're gonna stay fucking broke. And I would hear that and I was like, he's right. If I don't you know, show up as my authentic self, I don't know how I expect people to come work with me, right? So as soon as I I needed that masculine energy, I needed that push. And so once I started embracing both sides of me, the feminine and the masculine, I was able to coach my clients from a place of pure authenticity because that's who Bonnie is. Bonnie has always been a tomboy. Bonnie always used to hang out with the dudes. And so this whole soft version is something that was created over time through life, through having, uh, through afraid of being seen. I can remember when I stopped being a tomboy because they were like, oh, guys don't like girls that play sports with them. And I was like, they don't? They're like, no, guys like girls that wear skirts. And so then that's when I went through my hoochie phase because I thought that's what people wanted. And it ruined my life. It set me up for so much pain and so much heartache and so much manipulation because I didn't want to be the tough girl that I knew I could be. I was trying to be something that I thought would be more acceptable and it brought way more pain and heartache not being the Bonnie that I was meant to be. So ladies, this fear of being seen is literally ruining your life. You think that if you comment on someone's post, then then they're going to judge you. You think that if you like someone's post, then you're seen. I went off on this like a few months ago because I was so tired of all the ghost followers, people like I'd see all these views on my stuff and I'm like, yo, where are these people at? Like, how come you're not like interacting with me? Like, I want to be your friend. Like, I don't want to sell everybody. Like, unless you want to work with me, like, I just want to talk to you. Where are you at? And people are like, I'm just an introvert. I don't want to talk. And I'm like, do you understand that everything that has happened to me this past year, all of the promotions, all of the opportunities to speak are because I had to let go of my fear of being seen. None of what I just explained to you guys that happened to me would have happened if I stayed in my shell and was afraid of being seen. Right now, I have a team of seven women who are helping me get my startup mind and body off of the ground? And none of it would have happened if they all would have been afraid to be seen. It happened because I watched them from day one. None of them knew that for the past two years, I've been scoping out clients, friends, and people in my circle to see who's gonna help me build this platform. Who's got what it takes? Who's showing up consistently? Who's who's not afraid to step out of their comfort zone? Who's not afraid for me to coach them and critique them? Who's not afraid of being seen? And I've watched these women grow. And when the time was right, I was like, you, you, you. And they were like, "Yep, yep, Okay. It's not because they're the, the, the best at Microsoft Excel. It's not because they're the very best at anything. It's because they weren't afraid of being seen. It's because when they were my clients and I asked them what's going on instead of giving me some bullshit ass story because they're too embarrassed to say what's really going on, they were authentic and they were transparent. And, and, and the phrase that we love to use in, the, in, the, in church was deep calls to deep. I, my deepness calls out to the deepness in you. So if you vibe with me and you fuck with me, that's because I'm calling out a piece of you that you can relate with. You feel that, you see it, you know it's in you, it's activated you. But I can't activate something within you if I don't even see you. So when I'm doing lives and when I'm like, yo, am I, is this resonating? Comment back. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Caitlin. So when I'm doing things, I'm like, yo, who needs help? Who needs this? Comment back, say something. You never know how much your life can change. My girl, Gabby, my head nutrition coach right now, Gabby started working with me when she was a teenager. I was her youth leader at church. And then she came back as a fitness client and then a life coaching client. And as we continue to work together and we talked about her dreams and her goals and what she wants to do. And again, I had my eye on her the whole time. And now she's she's part of my startup because she wasn't afraid to be seen. So many of you are longing for this, for something to pop off. You're longing for that shift. You're longing for the breakthrough. How the fuck are you going to get breakthrough when nobody can see you? Some of you guys are waiting to be supported. You're waiting to be rescued. You're waiting for someone to help you. How will anybody know what you need when you're too afraid to show up and be seen? You just expect people to know? You just expect people to know what you're going through. That's crazy. Knock it off. And I got really worked up on point number one, guys. I'm gonna get back to the notes. So the reason why we're afraid of being seen is because there's a there, we want to be liked, and we want to be liked because it's a part of one of your inherent human needs to be accepted, to be and feel connected. So the first thing that I want you to do is thank yourself. What? Yes, thank yourself. Because that fear of being seen is actually your brain trying to protect you from what it uh, uh, presumes to be harm. Your brain is like, yo, this is nervous. I'm scared. I don't know anything besides uh, fight or flight and safety. I don't know that my kids stressing me out is the same thing as me being chased in the woods, you know, back when we lived with animals. Your body doesn't know that. Your brain doesn't know that. It just knows, oh my God, she's not okay. And so this fear of being seen is actually a gift. It is your brain trying to protect you from any further trauma. And so rather than beating yourself up for being soft or being a little bitch, cause you know I had to bring that toughness in there. Instead of doing that, that, be like, wow, thank you for saving me from what you thought was going to be humiliation. I actually needed this though, but thank you. It's kind of like when your parents are overprotective and you're like, don't date this one. da da And it's like, mom, he's fine, but thank you. Right? That's what you need to do. And that in and of itself is such a healing process of taking this misplaced anger that you have for yourself and just turning, flipping that shit around and being like, Wow, you are amazing. You have fought so hard our entire life to keep us from any further pain. Thank you so much. Wow. And when you do that, you already shift the relationship with yourself and you take it to another level. So if that is you, number one, thank yourself because she has done everything in her power to protect you from what she perceived to be something that could be traumatic. Number two, what I want you to realize is that you get to attribute the meaning of things. Today in Toastmasters, the winner of best speaker, my homeboy, Henry Batista. I hope that you see this live, Henry, or listen to the podcast. Uh, He gave an amazing speech about stress, and he asked, you know, do you feel like stress negatively impacts your health? Now, as a life coach, I and as a fitness coach, I know that there is good stress and there is bad stress. I know that there's metabolic stress. I know that there's physical stress, there's emotional, like there's all kinds of stresses. There's good stress of being excitement. Like your nervous system does not know the difference between the two. It just knows what's happening. But how we respond to this stress is where it makes a difference between whether it's healthy for us or whether it's not. So I played along with him and answered the question, yes, I know it has negative effects on your health, but he flipped it on us. It was like, no, it it only affects you negatively if you believe it does. And I was like, yes, I knew that. But you didn't give us an option, you trickster. Anywho, um, so you get to attribute meaning. And what I mean by that is that nothing means anything that you don't want it to be. I shared yesterday on, was it yesterday? Probably not. I shared on my podcast, maybe it was yesterday, Bonnie, I shared sometime this week about how I got my, I got pulled over and my license is suspended and I didn't know it had been suspended and I had to go do this whole thing and yada, yada, yada. And my friend that was with me was so stressed out by the whole ordeal. Oh my gosh, uh, now you're going to have to find a ride to work. And well, I work at home. Let's try again. Oh my goodness. You're going to have to find a ride for Danny to school. And they were just so worked up and so flustered. And I'm just sitting there like, it's going to be fine. Like, I'm just going to go to the DMV and show them I have insurance and I'm going to pay to to like it's gonna be fine but they were so worked up and I just remember looking and I'm like it doesn't have to be like this I've also shared stories about my sister how where we lost the kids at the beach because the current took them north and when we got up and realized they weren't in within sight I started calmly walking so I knew we were gonna find our kids my sister Christian! screaming my nephew and my son's name all over the beach and I'm just like oh god like I'm stressed I'm worried about where the kids are but I'm not gonna let it do that to me Guys, nothing means anything that you don't allow it to. So you get to make meanings of things. How is this? Why am I telling you this? Because you can view something like an embarrassing moment or rejection as whatever the fuck you want it to be. A few weeks ago, one of my, I call him, I don't wanna call him grandpa, he will kill me. So that's not what I said, the G word didn't come out. One of my homeboys from Toastmasters was sitting beside me at the head table a few weeks ago. And when he was speaking at the lectern, we normal people call it a podium, but in this club we call it the lectern and in other professional speaking, whatever. So he goes to sit down and he touches the chair with what he thought was you know the right leg and it was a left leg and he missed the chair and he fell. And he got up and sat down and kept going like nothing happened. And I was like, wow, what a gangster. Oh, where a lot of other people would be humiliated. And I, I remember looking at him thinking like, how would I feel if I fell in front of everybody? I might be mortified. Or would I? <laughs> I remember when I was working out at the gym in uh, UFIT the the gym where I had my transformation and the gym where I got my first coaching job. And I was doing burpees. And as I was doing these burpees, somebody's wig almost flew off. And I remember I sat down and was like so embarrassed looking around like, did anybody see me? And I was like, I can never come back to this gym again. Great, this is the only gym that's close to my house. It's not intimidating like LA Fitness because Crunch didn't exist then. And I was just like, great, so I guess my fitness journey's over again. And then I sat there and I was like, no, nope, that's not what this means. What this means is is that I want this so bad that I'm coming back even though I got embarrassed here. And it is that, it was me facing that worst part, that most embarrassing thing that made me the woman that I am now that doesn't give a fuck. Does that mean that I'm fearless in every situation? Does that mean that uh, nothing scares me? No, but I have made up my mind because of situations like that day that I don't give up when things are embarrassing I don't give up when things get hard one of the reasons why I finally said yes to to running for president for toastmasters is because I knew that there would be times where I was embarrassed where I would mess up and I knew that I needed that to grow and so that's point number 3 I need you to put this into perspective your fear of Actually, this is in point number three. That was actually going to be ways that can help you. So let me slow down. But you get to attribute the meaning to anything. And I decided to attribute that. I, I, I decided to label that embarrassing day as the reason why I wouldn't quit. Because instead of looking at it as, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Everybody almost saw my weave on the floor. Um, I decided to use that as, well, the worst thing that could have ever happened to me in the gym has happened. Now what? Now I have no excuses for not ever coming back. And whenever clients tell me their stories about being afraid of the gym, I was like, did your weave almost fly off? Did you ever fart in front of the dude that you think is cute while you're working out? Have you ever finished your workout only to see that you've had your period through your entire clothes? Have you ever had that? No? Okay, get your ass to the fucking gym and stop crying. And guess what? It probably might happen, but you won't die. And in fact, you'll be so much stronger than before because the old you couldn't even think of dealing with something like that. And the new you is like, well, this is just part of life. You get to attribute the meaning to anything that is in your power, okay? So what I want to uh, fly through with you guys real quick now is what you do need to do if fear is keeping you, your fear being seen is keeping you from your dream. Uh, Number one, you don't need to try to eradicate this fear. That's a common misconception. Like I'm afraid of this, so I have to overcome this fear. You can view it that way because it's up to you to attribute whatever you want, right? any sort of meaning to anything you want, but I want to help reframe it for you in a way that might be easier to digest. Instead of trying to eradicate your fears, let's work on, or instead of trying to erase your fears, because that's not a thing, watch Lock and Key, it's on Netflix. You can't just go take a whole emotion out of you, and I'll get into that in the uh, Shadow Work Masterclass about emotions and, and how they serve their purpose, all of them, but nonetheless, I want you to embrace this fear, now, for some of you, the meaning embrace could mean go full force into it. You can do that too. Whatever. I do that a lot sometimes. But what I mean by embrace is embrace the fear. Like we said in the beginning, Thank yourself for protecting yourself and embrace the fact, Hey, I am very afraid to show up live on my social media. I am very afraid to post a picture of myself working out because I'm afraid that I will be judged. I'm very afraid to say that I'm working with a coach because people will judge me and say, whatever. Embrace that that's a real thing, because as long as you pretend that you're not afraid and you make up excuses, you're lying to yourself. And the longer that you lie to yourself, the less connected you feel with yourself. And the less connected you feel with yourself, the less you trust yourself. And the less that you trust yourself, the less likely it is that you're going to ever be able to overcome this fear. Are you guys following with me? So let's embrace and let's be real about what it, let's embrace what's happening. Let's not deny it. A lot of people like to use the, I'm just too tired to go to the gym. You're not too fucking tired. You're scared to go to the gym. Just say that, right? Because if I invited you out to go to eat and go get drinks, you would somehow magically have the energy. Am I right? Yes. So let's embrace the fact that you're afraid because now you're calling yourself out and you need that. That's the first step. So we could call the first step awareness, but I'm going to say embracing. Embracing the fact that there is a little you inside of you that loves you so much that's trying to protect you and you need to let them know, hey boo, Um, it's time to grow up. It's time to adult. It's time to put our big girl pants on. Otherwise, when we are old, someone's going to have to put our pants on for us because we are too afraid to take our fucking ass to the gym. Sorry, I'm really adamant about ladies going to the gym because it makes you confident inside and out. Moving right along. Um, um, let yourself know that it is safe to be seen. Now I want to do, I want to say that line with a, um, (sighs) Stephanie, help me. Phrases are gone. Disclaimer that not every space is safe. And so I want you to find a space where it is safe to be seen. I found Toastmasters. I wanted to speak publicly without really like suffering any humiliating situations. And it is a very safe place to be seen. Every week people tell me how I could improve or where I messed up or, you know, you should have, you could have said it this way, blah, blah. It's safe there. Find a place that is safe to be seen. If you're just starting your fitness journey and you don't feel safe or you are afraid to be seen. Mind and body fitness is a place for women who can feel safe to be seen no matter what your experiences are. I've coached women who are over 300 pounds. I've coached women who are under a hundred pounds. You are safe there. Just had to do that shameless plug. Moving right along. Find a space that is safe for you to be seen while you're working through that fear. Because if you just go all gung-ho, Coach Bonnie said, blah, 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 it's safe to be seen. And then you go do something and then you get humiliated. Number one, um, please message me so I can help like coach you through that moment. Because I'm so sorry that that's, that happened. But number two, you get to ascribe any meaning you want to. So you could use that as growth, but not everybody is able to do that. So make sure that you find a place that is safe to be seen and that you have a place where you can um where where you can be supported or have someone that can support you when you do finally go be seen. Um also address the emotions. I've already talked about that. Call it out. This is fear. Where did this fear come from? When I was myself as a child, I was rejected. When I was myself as a child, I wasn't respected. When I was myself in this relationship, I was I was I was humiliated. And so now I have learned that it is not safe to be seen. Embrace that that happened to you but also embrace the fact that just be that you cannot create a different future while you're still viewing your present through the lens of the past. I'm going to say that again, you cannot create a new future when you are still viewing your present through the lens of the past. And so some of us still have these deep-rooted fears about things that happened when we were a kid. Some of us have these deep-rooted fears of things that happened in a very toxic relationship. And so it, when you keep experiencing the same thing over and over again, and I'm gonna get sidetracked real here but real quick, but I need you to understand this. You don't even have to experience something over and over again to create a new belief. You just have to go down that thought pattern over and over again because your brain doesn't know the difference. Your subconscious brain doesn't know the difference between reality and perception. And so as long as you keep reliving these painful, harmful uh, traumatic experiences and your subconscious is sending these signals to your nervous system to recreate those emotions and send those hormones and send those pulsations through your body that made you tense scared and you are literally reliving the situation again you're reinforcing the fear so I need you to understand that if you want to create a different outcome that is different from the things that traumatized you before, you have to change the lens in which you are viewing your present so that you can create a different future. If you think that every time you speak your truth, you will be humiliated or you will be taunted, then you will never speak your truth. If you think that every time you try to advertise your business, no one will answer, then that's then you're always going to experience that and then you won't advertise enough and you'll it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So please, please, if you're listening to any part of this podcast, I really need you to let that part sink in. You will never be able to create a new future for yourself as long as you are viewing it through the lens of the past. Okay? Okay. We've got to wrap it up. We're 34 minutes deep in this podcast. Uh, Remember what's at stake. This is the one that helps me through my fears the most. Remembering what's at stake. Ooh, I just got chills, I'm almost about to cry. There was a story that one of my favorite pastors used to always use, um, on on our uh, compel nights for the youth group, compel night is when we buy pizza, we buy soda, we send buses to all the the high school campuses, and just invite we're like invite all your friends. We're feeding everybody dinner. We would do that uh, the beginning of the school year. We would do it in I want to say the winter. We do it a couple times a year. And he would always give this amazing illustration. Jason Alvarado, I love you. And he talked about how um, like there was a road that wasn't finished. And this truck driver saw it and he took his uh, 18 wheeler and parked it horizontally across the lane so that people wouldn't drive off of it. And people pulled up and were yelling and screaming at him. And it was just, you know, like he, he had to suffer a lot of ridicule or just people were really angry at him, but he was literally saving their life. And he's like, that's why we do what we do at church, because we are trying to save you from this horrible fate. And that story always stuck out to me because I thought about it when I was afraid to be the coach that I need to be. I'm afraid that they're going to think I'm too pushy. I'm afraid they're going to think I'm salesy. I don't give a fuck if you think I'm salesy anymore. Like if if you need help, you need help. Like I'm not even like I need you guys to understand what's at stake. When I think about me getting older and I think about someone having to wipe my ass at 70 because I'm overweight or because I'm unhealthy, that just blows my mind because I grew up watching a great grandmother who was fully functioning and drinking whiskey till she went into the grave at 90. I don't want to die any other way. Okay. When you think about what's at stake, I was in the hospital with my sister on my birthday this year because of her heart, because she wasn't taking care because she was so stressed out. There are people who have to get body parts amputated because of diabetes. There are people that can't go enjoy the theme park with their kids because they can't stand to walk on their feet all day long. There are women that if I told them to run to the end of the block and back, that would be too much for them. Guys, this is your health. So when I realized what's at stake, I was like, no, I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore if people think I'm salesy. I'm trying to change your fucking life. I'm not trying to sell you some bullshit shake. I'm not trying to sell you some freaking like little lovey-dovey heart and love and butterflies and just say affirmations and your life will be better. No, I'm trying to show you what helped change my life and all of the people that came before me that led the way for me. When I think about when I walked into YouthFit that day and Brenda Came from behind the counter and she, when I, when I checked in and I did my little scan tag thing and she saw my account, she goes, yo, you got like 30 sessions that you paid for. You never use. What's up with that girl? And I was like, I don't like none of these trainers. (laughs) All right. I don't know what I told her. I was like, no, I'm good. I'm good. They expired anyways. I'm good. And she's like, no, I'm going to reinstate them. I'm practically a manager here and I'm going to coach you. Anybody else had done that? I might not have, I might've rejected them, but I saw the way that she, she saw me. She'd been seeing me work out for months there and not really making any progress, but I was consistent, sort of, maybe. Mm -hmm. She didn't care about whether she seemed salesy. She didn't care. She wasn't afraid of being seen. You know why? Because she knew what was at stake. She... And just like me now can see how many women come in there and don't know what they're doing, feel afraid, are afraid to ask, are afraid to be humiliated. So they don't ask anything and they come in and they're not reaching their goals. So they make up this idea in their head that the gym's not for them or that they can't overcome their their weight problems or that it's just not for them or that nothing works. And then we see, I I would see it all the time. I'd see people join the gym, come once or twice, uh, pick up a weight, go to a machine, push a machine, go walk on the treadmill, look around, look at the clock, look on their phone. All right. I guess I'm done and then leave. And then within a few months, they just stop coming or within a few months, they cancel. Brenda didn't care about being seen. Brenda cared about what was at stake and what was at stake was another young lady who was gonna come in and do what she's seen thousands of women do and never get anywhere. Had Brenda cared about being seen or had Brenda cared about being salesy to me, I wouldn't be here right now. So I need you to get your head out of your ass And think about the people whose lives that you could impact when you finally stop giving a fuck about being seen. That is your biggest enemy. Your biggest enemy is this fear of being seen. Being humiliated, that can come and go. Everybody gets humiliated. Get over yourself. Making a mistake, that's called being a fucking human. Get over yourself. You can literally change someone's life because you stop being seen. Do you know that every woman, I'm who I am today because I look at the women who weren't afraid to be seen. I look at the women who are like, I'm gonna take a chance on me and I'm gonna go balls to the wall. And it's because of them showing up as their fullest self that I got permission to do the same thing. And so because I'm doing this, I wanna give you the same permission to do the same thing, guys. Remember what's at stake. Uh so guys, that is that is it. That is all I have for you today. I hope that you got some value in this podcast today. This was an impromptu podcast. I did not plan this. I literally sat down and the idea of fear being seen popped into my head. I took some notes and boom. (sighs) If this ruffled your feathers and if this idea of embracing the aspects of you that you fear the most entices you, then you have no reason not to be signed up for my masterclass this Monday night, 7 p.m. EST. If you can't make it then you can get the replay, but you only get the replay if you sign up for the master class. This class is about shadow work. This class is called facing your shadow. And I'm going to teach you the basics of shadow work and how it empowered me. There are pieces of us that we are afraid of being seen. And I don't mean by the world. I mean by us. There are whole pieces of our personality that we are too afraid to dive into because we know that it is deeply attached to some trauma, it is deeply attached to some pain, and it is deeply attached to pieces of us that we know or we were told from a young age is not good. When I went back and, and, and embraced my shadow, when I went back and embraced the piece of Bonnie that was very much a tomboy, and that was very much rough and and just very masculine, my business grew. Why? Because that was a, that was a piece of me that I was leaving out. And when I brought that other piece to the table, now it's the full Bonnie and people are like, wow. And sis, you that's afraid to be seen, the reason why you're afraid to be seen is because you won't even look at all of you. So how the fuck do you expect other people to see you and understand you and vibe with you and wanna be with you and make moves with you And offer you to do things and offer you the help that you're looking for, like, because they see all of you. How can they do that when you don't even see all of you? So, guys, Monday night, 7 p.m., the link on Instagram. If you're watching this on Instagram, the link is in the bio. If you're watching this on Facebook, when I download the video, I'm going to put the link in the bio. Go, don't walk. Don't run, don't walk, register for this masterclass. And I'm not even gonna, this is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna explain to you what shadow work is, how your shadow is fucking up your life because you don't even know what's behind you sabotaging you. I'm gonna talk to you about how you can do shadow work, what the benefits of it are, how you can do it on your own. I do not recommend that most people do it on their own. I'm gonna say who should. I'm gonna tell you who you can go. And then I'm also gonna invite you into a month-long coaching container by yours truly. And we are going to do the work and it is going to revolutionize your life. If you have been struggling with self-esteem, if you have been struggling with fear, if you've been struggling with insecurity, all of these things, we are going to expose them and we're also going to empower you through the exposure of them. So if that sounds like something that you need, again, run, don't walk, register for this masterclass. And if you want to stick around and do the four-week container with me, I will have all of the details of that at the masterclass, Facing Your Shadow. Guys, this has been one of my favorite podcasts to do in a long time. Thank you so much for tuning in you know the deal. If you got value from it, continue to drop fire emojis in the comments, post this to your story, write a little blurb about what it was about so people know why they should tune in. Send it to a friend that you know is struggling. Say, hey, do this free master class with me. This coach is crazy, but she's got got a little insight, right? So thank you guys so much for tuning in and staying and sharing. I love you um, to the moon and back. Have the best day of your entire beautiful life. Peace, love, protein, and all those great things. Girl, get your life. Peace.